This is another message from Glory City Church by Pastor Catherine Renala. For more information, go to glorycitychurch.com.au. I feel this tremendous preparation going on, like the nets are being mended, hallelujah, because God's about to do something bigger than we've ever seen before, hallelujah. And I want to make sure that we are aware of the times and seasons, like the sons of Issachar, that we are aware and recognizing it so that we don't just coast. You know, I was thinking about it um, just earlier this week, and um, I was thinking about when I was a, a uni student, I... Um, when I was in high school in grade 12, you know, you have to fill out your QTAC form of what you want to do. And, and uh, I sort of decided about uh, August that I, I think I'd like to be a music teacher. Uh, problem was you needed an instrument to have an audition to get into uni to do that. And I, I was a singer, but I wasn't, uh, you know, I hadn't had any lessons. And so I decided to take up the piano. And... Um, so I, I just, I got myself just learning this piece, you know, um, like a grade seven uh, standard piano piece. And I just, I really just focused on this one piece and I learned it. It was a miracle, praise God, because that, that, that was, that was what I just decided to do. I, I okay, I'm going to learn this piece. And my whole life, I, I've been really good at winging it. You know, um, some personalities, we just know how to wing it. You know, I, I remember in grade five, they had a talent quest and, and there was, I, I'd do everything. I'd, I, I got up, I sang Evie Tornquist, step into the sunshine. And, I, and, um, and then they, they had a miscellaneous section. So I thought I'll just enter that too. And I, I didn't have any plans. I just sort of did some gymnastics. <laughs> And the thing was, there was only one other person in the miscellaneous section, and she did a tap dance. And then they sent a note home to my mother saying, well, at the grand final, we have to have someone to go against this other person. <laughs> so do you think your daughter could actually prepare something? <laughs> and so my whole life's been like this, you know. So I, 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 I did it. <laughs> I prepared this piece, and I went and I did the audition. And, you know, my scores, my scores were good, you know, um, academically, so, and I, I, I managed, I don't know how I got in, but I got in. I got in and as a piano major, fully unaware that everybody else there had been playing piano since they were six years old. And so I got in and, you know, I was doing all my subjects and my main major piano, um, they, we had our lesson, we had our first lesson and I had my first lesson and they asked me to play a scale. And I didn't know how to play more than two octaves. You know, that's like grade three level piano. And, and this is university standard. And, um, and so to my shock and horror, first semester, first term, I got a two for my exam, which was not just like a conceded a pass. It was like real fail, like fail, fail. And... That, well, I, was, I was stunned. I'm like, fail? And so for the rest of my entire degree, I had to spend three hours every single day, every single day, holidays, um, weekends, practicing. 
I had to practice and be disciplined like I had never been disciplined before in my entire life. I never knew what this looked like, what that sort of level of discipline looked like. I mean, I'd go to visit my, my father down on holidays. He didn't have a piano, so I'd have to go to the local primary school and, and just ask them if they could get, let me get into their room and, and do my three hours practice. And I had to do it to, to pass. And it did something to this, this girl that just likes to wing it all the time. It, I began to understand the importance and the value of discipline. And discipline can be a bit of an ugly word in, in Christian circles sometimes. You can go, well, you know, I, I just like the spirit. I do too. Oh, yes, let's just go where he goes. Let's be spontaneous. I love that. I want to just move where God moves. But I want to tell you, in this season, God is actually looking for us to be fully aware and fully awake to take advantage of every opportunity that he's giving, every invitation that he's giving. And, and it, it's, it's a wonderful thing, a wonderful gift to be able to wing it. But you know, in the in in this walk that we are in, there is a spiritual warfare going on that actually requires you to be focused and disciplined and say, I'm going to count the cost and I'm going to go after you. People hear that and they go, oh, that sounds like works. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is actually beginning to give your priorities and your focus to what the Lord's doing. We spend a lot of time doing a lot of stuff. Now, there's, there's probably corporately hours of time spent on Facebook or YouTube or just stuff that just, it's, it's might be all right, but just wasted time when, if we are waking up in this awakening, I believe the Holy Spirit is giving revelation of the urgency of the hour. That you can spend, you are free. There is no condemnation for you. You can spend your time doing what you please. But if you will choose to steward it wisely, to him who has, more will be given. If you'll actually choose to, to decide, you know, I had a, I had a busy uh, day on Tuesday. I had meetings back to back throughout the day and, and night. But at the beginning of the day, I actually, I actually scheduled a meeting in my calendar with God because I have my private time with God in the morning. I, 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 have, my, my, I have a little time in the afternoon and, and uh, we have our family devotions, but I actually needed, some, I needed God to talk to me about a particular issue. And I realized, you know, I can't just, I can't just wing this. I, I need my devotion time with Jesus in the morning, just me. I, I've always got things I've got to talk to him about. When I wake up in the morning, I'm praying and I'm, I'm, uh, I, I wake, I, when I wake up normally in the morning, I, I firstly, I wait and see what, is, what was the Lord saying to me in my dreams. And then I talk to him about that a little bit and let him do what he wants to do because he speaks so regularly to me in dreams. So I, I, I take time to, to listen, and then I, I, I make decrees, and I, I pray, and I talk about the things that are on my heart. And my ha we have our personal time, and then we have our family devotional time. But, you know, just like um, with, with Pastor Joel, the team, I, I need specific meetings to talk about the conference, to talk about this, to talk about that. I, the more I am doing, the more I actually need to, to discipline time to talk to God about 
this next book, to talk to God about this and this. And if I don't actually schedule it, this sounds shocking and horrifying, I'm quite sure, to some of you. But if I don't do it, then I'm just winging it. I've actually got to take the time to say, this is what's important in my life. You know, there's a lot of things I got to do, and I don't want to miss a lot of stuff that's going on, but this is important. So unless I actually, unless I actually take time to begin to prioritize, I believe, and I'm speaking to you prophetically, I believe we are being offered an invitation like no generation has ever been offered before. I feel it so strongly in my spirit that there, we, are, we have stepped in to another place. We have stepped into a new era. I really believe it, that, that uh, in, we, we are needing to be fully aware. We need to wake up and recognize what's going on. Hallelujah. And it's an opportunity to begin to dream. You know, I, um, I was sharing down at Jubilee on Wednesday at their prophetic school, and we had wonderful opportunity to worship, and we saw people healed like we do up here, and it was just, it was glorious. But I was talking to them a little bit about, about dreaming, and I've been sharing about this here for a little while now, but I've been feeling too that it's one thing to get it and say, yes, yes, that's good, but it's another thing to actually discipline ourselves to really begin to say, Lord, how do you want me to steward what you're dropping into my spirit? Hallelujah. He wants us to actually color it in. Let him, let him take it and show us the detail, the, the height, the depth, the width, the breadth of what he's saying and what he's doing and begin to actually steward it. And so I've been, I mean, I look at my life and, and see God doing so much. But if I will actually uh, discipline myself to deliberately cooperate with what he's doing right now, he'll give more. And so I've been learning as, as I've gone along, I've been learning to try and recognize the invitations from Jesus and grab it and do something with it straight away. Begin, and I can do that. There's a simple way to do that, just as Pastor James was uh, sharing tonight. There's something that happens when you begin to recognize in the glory God saying something, rather than just getting excited and saying, oh, I saw something. We need to actually action it and say, do, make a decree. Hallelujah. Begin to say, thank you, Jesus. This is what you're doing. This is what you're saying and come into agreement with it. I just love the way that you shared that because that's what the Holy Spirit, He is moving so fast right now. And that, it, that's only going to increase. Hallelujah. So when you start to see something, you, you get a little inkling. Oh, I feel like God's going to do this. I speak it out. I declare it. I say it as though it's already happening. Those things that be not as though they are. And this is, you know, Sarah, my whole team, they all know that you know, we do this regularly. It's a, um, it's a magnificent mood enhancer when we actually get around and we just deliberately start to speak things out that be not as though they are. Sarah's particularly good at it because she's traveled with me a bit and she, uh, she and I have got quite, quite good at this. But we just make declarations. I, I, for a long time, I would say, my book's a bestseller. Well, praise God, it is now. So now my next book's a bestseller. Hallelujah. I haven't written it yet, but it is. You watch. It will be. And you go, well, hang on. I don't know about this. Is name it, claim it. What's all of that? 
in the glory, when the Holy Spirit puts something in your heart and you recognize God's desire is to be glorious and He shows you how He wants to do it through your life, then you've got to come in, you've got an invitation to come into agreement with that or you can go and look at Facebook for a while. You see, it's no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me. What does that look like? Christ who lives in me. Well, you know, I've got my life and I, I'm, I'd like to try and do something. We have to change our mindset. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to wake us up to the truth that, hey, those days of dreaming as though you were half asleep, you know, vaguely just, just thinking, oh, that would be nice. That, that's not the day that we're in right now. The day we're in right now is see it and say it and have it. It's right here, right now. A lot of people have had pie in the sky, but now God's actually saying heaven and earth colliding right now. You, I want to do more than you have ever understood. Because as he's waking us up to the truth of our identity, who am I? No longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Who are we to, to even imagine that we, we, should, we should live this life that's, that's little or small? If you're doing something and it's Christ who's in you, then how does he want to do that? What does he want to do? Does he want to have major influence? When you walk into a room, does he want you to be able to just survive or does he want to change the atmosphere? (laughs) Pastor Joel, you might need to sit next to Pastor Chris. Christ in us, the hope of glory. But seriously, we've been walking around for, for too long with, the, with the, the cover on, the bushel, the light hiding under the bushel, the bushel of deception that says, you know, oh, well, yeah, I'm just giving it a go. I'm, you know, I'm trying my best. And God's saying, what are you doing? It's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. Like right now, today, here and now, You have the power of God. All the glory of God is living on the inside of you. You've not been given a little bit of Christ. You've been given the Son of God. And, you know, when they they talk about the talents, you know, ten talents, five talent, one talent, we we think about that and we think, oh, yes, that naughty servant that hid that one talent in the ground and didn't do very much with it, you know, uh, well, I, I don't want to be like that. But I think about it and think, God's actually not given me 10 talents or five talents or one talent. He's given me the Son of God. Like, I haven't got a different Son of God to you. The Son of God has been given to me. Am I not then responsible to steward what I have? And this is how we do it. We don't just wing it and float through life. We actually have to deliberately uh, wage warfare in our mind to say, no, I'm going to align my thoughts with the thoughts of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I'm going to take every thought 
captive that exalts itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ, who he is. Amazing, amazing Jesus. As we worship tonight, it was just so prophetic the way that we were making that declaration that Jesus Christ is Lord. But every thought, we're called to take every thought captive that exalts itself against the knowledge of who he is. And that is in your momentary day-to-day life. Not, I'm trying to worship, taking captive those other thoughts. I'm trying to worship, not just then, but when you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, what am I going to do today? Instead of, instead of uh, floating through life, God's asking you to take captive all the thoughts that don't line up with Christ in me, the hope of glory. Now his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The mission that we have here on the earth is to be as he is in this world. So I need to deliberately discipline myself to begin to recognize when he begins to speak something to my heart, a thought, an idea. He's got so many different wonderful thoughts and ideas for every one of us in this room. We're not all called to to express him in the same way, but we are all called to manifest Jesus. Hallelujah. And his ideas are magnificent. They are glorious. And what you say, as you see it and say it, it happens. Just as I shared that prophetic word that my sister um, sent me about the angels having the soundtrack of heaven as we, as we worship. It's, they're waiting for the soundtrack. They're waiting for your worship. They're activated as you worship. They are activated when you speak. It's the truth. We are created in the image of God. It says in the book of Genesis... God said, let there be light, and there was. Now, as he is, so God gets an idea, light, let there be light. Then he gives you an idea. The whole of Australia blazing, the youth of Australia just on fire for Jesus. Let the youth of of Australia be on fire for Jesus. He'll come and he'll visit you with thoughts and ideas. And they are invitations. I remember being in my lounge room years ago, or a few years ago now, probably, I don't remember, maybe five years ago. And I was just praying and the Lord spoke to me. I, I began to think, I was just processing with God. I was thinking about the nation of Australia and I began to think, oh God, it'd be so good if somebody had just pulled the prophets together and we could just begin to to get some relationship happening. And I had a vision of an underground um, sprinkler system where they're all connected and they'd pop up and they'd water the nation because I was praying, oh God, send the rain to this, this thirsty land, bring revival to Australia. And I was having this vision and I'm thinking to myself, it'd be so good if we could just like get them together. Someone should do that. Someone should do that. And God says, yeah, they should. And I suddenly recognized this is a divine invitation. So I began to do it. Hallelujah. And God blessed it. And the favor of God was on it. He puts, puts an idea in your heart that, you know, about doing something. He spoke to me about writing a book. And um, I, pro- I procrastinated for so long. Prophets had come and they say, you need to finish writing that book. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to do that. I need to do that. And, and then finally, Cindy Jacobs comes and says, you've been given the anointing to write. Write the vision and make it plain. I'm like, yes, ma'am. 
<laughs> finally disciplined myself to make myself do it. And praise God, the moment I did, bang, so many more doors opened. When God spoke to me about doing a CD, I was like, oh, Jesus, you know, that sounds very self-promoting, God. I, I, I was doing the dishes, washing up the dishes while he said, you know, you, I was having this idea. I'd love to put the songs that you're giving me onto a CD. And then I, I felt like the Lord just pop it into my heart, this desire to do it. And then I, I said to him, oh, but God, you know, if, you, if that's you, if you actually want me to do that, then really the church should, should call me and tell me that that's what they want me to do. And if they tell me to do it, then I'll do it. And I'm washing the dishes. And, um, and the Lord says, that's not going to wash with me when you get to heaven. Oh, I like. And I began to realize what I'd just said to the Lord. Yes, okay, I, I hear what you're saying, but if they tell me to do it, then I'll do it. Now, I'm not talking about rushing out and, um, and doing things without counsel and without advice. Plans fail for lack of, of godly counsel. But you, it's not going to wash with God if you're waiting for somebody to give you the microphone and an embossed invitation to come and speak if God's told you to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Oh, God, nobody actually ever gave me a conference invitation. Blame them. God says, if you'll be faithful with what I've given you, I'll give you more. Yeah. Hallelujah. I believe that God is actually beginning to put iron in the backbones of the believers here in Australia where he's actually putting thoughts and ideas in your heart that if you will bring it to him and you, and you know, there, there is wisdom, there's, there's ways to do things and that I believe in accountability and, and God's timing is perfect, yes, but it's not all of that stuff has to be, uh, as we bring it to him, we've got to have the yes in our heart, hallelujah, and the say, Lord, if that's you, then tell me what you want me to do next. Tell me to come to you on the water. What do you want me to do next? I remember when I was, um, I was just 30 years old and, and the Lord had promised me back when I was 23 that he was going to open the doors into full-time ministry in my 30th year. And it was like nine days before I was turning 31. And I'd had a horrible year. It was horrific, horrible, horrible, horrible year. And nine days before I turned 21, I'm thinking to myself, you said in my 30th year. And look, I said, come on, you said, you said in my 30th year that this would be, and I began to declare what he said. I began to say it. And then I looked at him with a, with a like, so what do I do? For the first time, I mean, maybe if I'd gotten up and started to, to action it earlier, maybe things would have happened earlier. But finally the Lord said, well, get up and go to that conference that I was, you know, putting in your heart. And I thought, oh, okay, okay, I'll do it. Got up, went to the conference, sat down, happened to sit next to a lady called Phalene Sparks. And then the Lord speaks to Phalene Sparks just while I'm sitting in the congregation with her. And he says, she says, I just feel like we should have lunch. I said, okay. So we'll have some lunch. And she says, just really feeling like the Holy Spirit told me that you need to travel with me and I need to train you up. And I said, yeah, that sounds right. Hallelujah. And, and, and I, I began to understand my journey. I began to understand that God is actually waiting for us. 
God is waiting for us not to have it as a pie-in-the-sky dream, but actually to begin to take it back to Him and begin to speak what He's speaking, say what He's saying, and begin to action it. Hallelujah. I mean, those that know me know that it, I, God does some pretty wild, exciting things for me. Hallelujah. I've had some, I've had some wonderful prophecies, but I make, these dec- I make these declarations. Like years ago, when I saw Sid Roth, I, I just, ooh, I felt it in my spirit that God was going to get me on that show. So I turned around to my, friend, my, uh, my kids, and I said, I'm going to be on that show. And you know what happened when, when I said that? God sent the angels to work. And then he's like, okay, come on, sort her out with a book. And, and sent prophets along to try and, and, and help me get my, my, uh, my act together. I remember uh, God would speak to me and he'd say, uh, I'm going to have you, I'm gonna have you on, the, on the television. I'm gonna ha- I, I saw it one night. I heard the Lord speak to me about it before I ever had a church. And then God suddenly, bang starts to open it all up. We were just talking with the Australian Christian Channel this week, and they love what we're doing. They want to air it. Hallelujah. And, you know, more and more and more, I know that God's going to give us favor with God TV. So I just keep telling every, at the moment, I'm just saying to everybody, I'm on God TV all over the world. Hallelujah. I'm preaching while I'm asleep. Hallelujah. And I tell you, you watch. It'll happen because as the Lord puts it in my heart, I've learned what it is to speak it out. Don't get mad with me. It's actually wonderful. God has more for you than you've ever understood, but he's waiting for you to discipline yourself, not just to drift through and wing it, but actually to recognize what he's doing, speak it out, say it, and then discipline yourself to begin to process it with him. Say, what do you want to do next, Lord? I want to talk to you about this. Okay, I've heard this invitation. Now let's, let's talk about how you want to do. What do you want to say? What do you want to do? And I see it happen over and over and over again. Hallelujah. This week I, I got a new contract for a book. Hallelujah. Christmas sent through. And I was so excited. But, I, you know, I was preparing that for a while. I was telling people, I have a new contract with Charisma. Watch and see. I've got, and I've got so much favor. God's going to give me another contract for a book. Bang. So I have another contract for a book. Because God, it's the will of God. He wants to expand the influence. Because he wants to be big. He wants people to be, he wants people to see him. He wants people interacting with him. He wants the testimony of Jesus to go as far as it can possibly go. Hallelujah. You know, even, the, even that I'm sharing like this is a miracle because years ago, I would have been so concerned about what you think. Well, hang on, you know, she thinks a lot of herself there. You know what? If you start getting proud, you can have the confidence that God is very well able to humble you. Some people are so afraid of getting proud that they won't let themselves dream that they won't let themselves decree or make, make declarations or think like God wants to be big and do something glorious because they're afraid, oh, you know, I don't know what people think. You know what that is? That is actually the pride. The pride is that you are worried about what they're going to think. But if it's no longer you who lives but Christ who lives in you, who are you not to think big? Yeah. If I'm going to steward the King of glory the Son of God on the inside of me. 
then I don't want to drift through my days and just maybe catch a few. I feel like in the season I've been up to, I feel like I've been catching a few of the invitations and stewarding a few of them. But if I'll give myself fully to the, and, and begin to actually say no, say no to this, no to that, no to this, and yes to this, this is my priority, dun, da, da, begin to actually deliberately focus. As we begin to give our focus and attention to what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing right now, I believe that we're about to be launched, hallelujah, into a trajectory that's, that is more exciting than we've ever seen. So Father, we say thank you. Yes, Jesus, come. Oh, hallelujah. I just want to, uh, I just really felt tonight, you know, I know that God is, is doing some glorious things, but I really feel like this is a night of commissioning, that God is actually causing people to step up and step over, just as, as Joel was prophesying tonight, stepping in and stepping over, stepping into a new place. God is actually wanting you to begin to deliberately say, yes, Lord, I'm going to choose to follow you. Yes, God, I'm going to choose to give you my life. That means in my everyday life, God, I want to begin to be disciplined in my thinking. I want to be disciplined. And it's not like a New Year's resolution. It's, it's something that we say, yes, God, I see what you are doing and I want to cooperate with you. I want to be like the disciples that left the nets and followed you. Hallelujah. Father, help us. You know, what's, what's opening up to you right now is so exciting. It's to every believer all across the earth. The will of God is that the glory of the Lord would cover the earth as the water covers the sea. And that's going to happen as you begin to cooperate with the open heaven that's over your life. The only way that the heavens are closed over your life is if you begin to close your eyes. Because in His light, you'll see light. If you look to Him... He'll help you. Whatever there is that you need to, to, to bring to Him, He'll help you see it. You don't even have to worry about trying to fix yourself up before you come and, and look, to him, look in His face because it's in His light that you see light and He's able to help you. I'm not even able to repent without His help. I need Him to help me. I need Him to help me. And daily as I come before Him, He... Sh I, I sometimes I'll just say to him, Lord, I don't, know, I don't know why I'm feeling a bit heavy or I'm feeling a bit, what is it? Help me see. And then I'll recognize, ah, there's something I need to just give to him. There's something I need to just repent of. There's something. Ah, oh, thank you. Hallelujah. He is more willing to help you than you are to see him take you on. I really believe that even as he showed us standing on his shoulders, the will of God it's so much to see his son lifted up in you. He makes his face to shine on you. The Lord lifts up his countenance upon you. I've shared that before. Uh, you know, Charles Stock tells a story about uh, what it looks like to have the Lord lifting up his countenance upon us. And it's a picture of, of a father lifting up a son and looking in his face like this. This is, this is even in the, the Hebrew um, letters. You can see as the Lord lifts up the, his countenance upon us, this is the actual picture. He lifts us up like this and he looks at us. His desire is for you to do greater works than he did. 
oh, you know, that might be proud, prideful. Christ in you, the hope of glory. What is prideful about believing that he wants to be lifted up? He is, so, he is so faithful. I tell you, the discipline of God, he is well able to help you if you start getting into pride. But his heart for you is that you would simply lose sight of yourself and begin to think like he thinks. 